Welcome, welcome, welcome to this evening's prayer session. God bless you all for joining us this evening on this Good Friday. We give God the glory. We give him praise. We give him thanks. We magnify his name and glorify his name for his goodness and for his mercies that are new to us as every day. We are grateful to see this Good Friday. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I trust all is well with you. You are all welcome. Mama D, you're welcome. Bianca, you're welcome. Cecilia, you are welcome. God bless you all for joining us this evening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have with me today Pastor Johnson. Glory to God. Pastor Johnson, you're welcome. (laughs) Hallelujah. We give God the praise. We give him all the glory and we give him all the praise. Thank God for Jesus. Pastor Michael Jr., you are welcome. God bless you for joining us this evening. As you all know, today is Good Friday. What makes Good Friday a Good Friday? We're going to discover today as we give him praise, as we give him praise. Our sister Osinachi, giving us that song, A Cool We Make Glory to God. We thank God for her life. She's gone to be with Jesus, and we trust God to preserve the family. We are grateful to God for her ministry and for her life. Before we close the session, we'll sing, we'll get that song playing again to remind us of the spirit of worship, the spirit of worship. So we give God the glory. Thank God Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago for our liberation, for our freedom, for our healing. He became the ultimate sacrifice. So we are here to give him thanks and here to give him glory and to receive understanding also of this particular day. So share, share, share and invite others to join us. We have 52 minutes to go. So let's take advantage of this hour that we have to spend together. So shall we lift our voice and let's begin to thank him. Everyone on Instagram, we welcome everyone on Facebook. The welcome and everyone watching on YouTube, you are also welcome. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Father, we give we you thank glory. you. We glorify you. Cash we magnify your name. We thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your mercies that are new to us us every morning. We give you glory. 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 We glory. We give you 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 glory. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross. Thank you for sending Jesus. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus to be our ultimate sacrifice. Bless you, 
Atamos pass of the Against the rising, against the lifting, 
Let your blood speak today. According to Hosea chapter 9, verse 4 to 6, we're going to pray with yes. command all satanic intentions, intentions. agendas, formed yes. or plotted in plotted. satanic incubators against us. We command them aborted and to suffer miscarriage yes. in the name of Jesus. There were satanic intentions, agendas that were formed against Jesus to prevent him from becoming all that he was supposed to be. And even in our day, Jesus said, in this world, you face tribulation, but be of good cheer for overcome the world. With the same intentions, satanic intentions, diabolical intentions and agendas against Jesus will still be against his church. That's why it says, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And my people must take their place and command all satanic intentions, satanic agendas, Formed or plotted in satanic incubators, incubators. as we command them, aborted. Mm. Stop in their tracks before they perpetuate their activity. So lift your voice right now and pray, Father, based on Hosea chapter 9, verse 4 to 6. We command all satanic intentions, satanic agendas, formed or plotted in satanic incubators against us. We command them aborted and to suffer miscarriage in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice and begin to pray, Father. We Intentions, agendas formed or plotted in incubators against us, aborted and to suffer miscarriage, whatever Lambada <laughs> <laughs> 
with the word for this evening. Glory to God. We're going to pray right now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray with decree based on Proverbs 11, 21 to 23. We're going to decree that though hand join in hand against us, our destiny, our church, our ministry, our families, our visions, our mandates. The wicked shall not go unpunished, but yeah. we, the seed of the righteous, shall be delivered from every snare of the fowler and from every noisome pestilence. Amen. Do hand join in hand Amen. in hand against uh, our destiny, yes. against our church. church. The wicked shall not go unpunished, but we, the seed of the righteous, shall be delivered from every snare of the fowler Amen. and from every noisome pestilence in the name of Jesus. Shall we lift our voice and begin to pray, Father, we decree to and join in our destiny and our teaching. The wicked shall not go unpunished, but we the the righteous shall be delivered from every snare of the fowler and from every noisome
are the posterity of Pastor Johnson is going to bless us with a good Friday message for the next 20 minutes and then we shall round up 10 minutes to 7. Glory to God. Pastor Johnson, Amen. God bless you. Go ahead. Okay. God bless you, Bishop, and thank you very much for this opportunity on this Good Friday to um, bless the house of God in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. All right. On this day, I just want us to turn our Bibles very briefly to uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Romans, it says, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Verse 8, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, no good, useless, out of the way, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. All right. Amen. One last verse. Um, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verse 32. To another, tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I read that last part. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Amen. And amen. The word of God is blessed. Amen. All right. This is Good Friday. We are grateful to God for this day. This is the day that we celebrate the crucifixion. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the cross itself. Is the very wisdom and the power of God. And just as a thought for today. 
I want us to think on about crucifixion and the power of forgiveness. Crucifixion and the power of forgiveness. Now, a key thing I will preface this whole thing with is the following. There are many ways that you can check the temperature of the Christian life. One of them is in giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. But another great way to check the temperature of how deeply you are in the faith is how you forgive people. On this day, we celebrate that Jesus died for our sins. And because he died for our sins, then we are forgiven. So how we forgive people really is a picture of how we have received God's forgiveness in our lives. And even whilst I was looking at this, the Holy Spirit said to me, the greatest act of evangelism is the act of forgiving people when they have wronged you. Now, the scripture we've just read, the scripture we just read says that, that maybe it says that Christ died not for the godly, Christ died for the ungodly. And it's necessary every now and again, because it's easy to go every Good Friday, every Easter, just to go through the motions and thank God for dying. But the point of Good Friday is not only just to remember, but let the remembrance of our Lord's death literally transform our lives that as he did for us, we will do for others. Amen. So what we have here, it says, for when we were yet without strength, there was no capability, there was no ability in us. It says, in due time, Christ died, I am stressing this, for the ungodly. Not those who just made mistakes. Not just those who had long-term weaknesses that, with a little help, they can get deliverance. We are talking about people who deliberately chose to do what was wrong. And not only chose to do it, encouraged others to do it, built systems to do it, and have done everything in their power to maintain a lifestyle in direct rebellion to God. These are the people on this Good Friday Christ came to die for. It's very important. Let me just go back one step. We read the story with Adam. Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Adam, who had a living awareness of God, at that point, he basically lost this awareness. And when we lose our awareness of God, that life from God, what happened is everybody, including Adam, now live like God did not exist. And when you lose your capability of your awareness for God, you begin to mistreat yourself. 
You then begin to mistreat others. You then begin to mistreat the environment you're in. So now observe man sins because he does not know God himself. He doesn't, he sins because he doesn't know God. He doesn't know himself and he doesn't know others and he doesn't know the environment he's in. So all through history, we have seen humanity violating the things of God, violating themselves, violating others, and violating the world. And I want you to observe this. They're not just violating like they, they wish they didn't do it. They were doing it willingly. So there is no power in humanity to do right because they don't want to do it. And even if they did, what they are does not correspond to the righteousness of God. The Bible says that even when we're doing righteousness, it is as filthy rags. Why? Because when you compare what we are towards what God is, everything we do, even at best, we can do good. But when it's measured beside God's good, it's nothing but like filthy rags. So. This is basically the ungodly. The ungodly are people then who literally live like they did not come from God. They live so apart from God. But the scripture says Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died on this Good Friday. At this moment, he was placed in the tomb. At this moment, Christ was placed in the tomb. Um, Monday, Thursday has gone. Christ was whipped for us. By his whippings, the blood from him literally was for our healing. The bruises he received literally was for the inner healing of our mind and our spirit. Christ was suffering for us. But I want you to observe he wasn't suffering for good people. God was, uh, um, uh, Christ was suffering for people who were wicked. What a savior that he could die for us at that. Now, there is a point behind all of this. Now, the, the, the scripture goes on to say, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Well, why would you die for someone who's keeping God's laws? Why would you do that? You wouldn't do it. It goes on to say, yet peradventure for a good man. Some would even dare to die. People don't die for good people. They just say, well, yeah, whatever. They may, if they feel so inclined, they may have a little compassion on you. But the scripture says, who Christ died for was the ungodly. These were not righteous people. We were not righteous. We were not uh, good people. And no matter what they tell you, you weren't. Amen. Remember, when we measure you by God's standard, because some of us are good in the eyes of men. That's wonderful. But on Good Friday, we learn that there is none good but God. And he came to die for our sins. Amen. Now, he goes on to say, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, active sinners, deliberate sinners, in a state where we couldn't help ourselves, 
in a state that even if we wanted to help ourselves, we couldn't. Christ died for us. Now, that's very important because everything about the crucifixion reflects around that. Now, one of the things we have to learn then that the crucifixion on this Good Friday is the answer to the alienation of humanity from God, from themselves, from others, and the environment. Amen. It is the answer. It, it, I know uh, uh, in, the, in the faith at the moment, people don't like talking about the crucifixion. They like talking about the resurrection, being raised from the dead. But my brother, my sister, if Jesus did not die for your sins, there would be no resurrection. There would be nothing. It is then the God's answer to the fact that humanity is alienated from God. Everything that man is, every hope he has, without the crucifixion, none of it will come to pass. Amen. So the first thing we can say is the crucifixion is the planting or the seeding of God's purposes and plans in the earth. When Jesus was placed in the tomb, God's purposes for a new creation was placed in the tomb. Everything that you are going to be, the potential that we keep talking about in church, was placed in the tomb, ready to rise from the dead. It was the great sowing of God. You may not look like anything now, but by the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, everything you are is sown into the earth realm. Amen and amen. Absolutely everything in God's purpose. Let me say something to you. Many people are concerned. Will President Putin press the button and blow us all up? My friend, Jesus went to the grave that Putin cannot press no buttons. The crucifixion is what everything revolves around. When we talk about the last days, technically from the scriptures, the last day started from the moment when Jesus was placed in the tomb because the tomb couldn't hold him. And history and time and space only revolves round and resonates round. That's why we celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It looks hard. How can you celebrate the deliberate torturing of a man with great intense pain. But my brother, my sister, you have to look beyond the nails. You have to look beyond the crown of thorns. You have to look beyond the agony. You have to look beyond the spear in the side and the blood came streaming out. You have to look at in the purposes of God. The crucifixion is the power. The crucifixion is the wisdom of God for the time where God will be all in all. Amen and amen. Everything you are passing through now, every difficulty, every financial circumstance, everything you are passing through now was buried in the tomb with Jesus. And as far, I don't mean to go ahead on Sunday, but let me say, as far as I can see, Jesus left it there. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Next thing, the crucifixion is the place of exchange. Crucifixion is the place of exchange. Now, so sometimes we usually say he exchanged our poverty for his riches. I just want to kind of put it in a very simple way. Everything of the first creation that fell in Adam was exchanged for everything in the new creation in Christ. Everything in the first Adam. What was in the first Adam? Death. What was in the first Adam? Sin. What was in the first Adam? Failure. What was in the first Adam? Everything negative. Curses. What was in the first Adam? Weaknesses. What was in the first Adam? Poverty. What was in the first Adam? List every negative situation. Those were all in the first Adam. And Jesus' crucifixion, when he was put in the tomb, all of that was sown in there. So that when he rose from the dead, everything of the first Adam stayed in the tomb. The crucifixion is God sowing for your deliverance. Amen and amen. The crucifixion then is the end of the alienation of man from God. We now can directly come to God without priests and whatever. No blood of bulls and goats and religious rituals. And having to wait for someone to intercede for us. That maybe God will have pity on us. All of that has been done away with now. Because when he went to the tomb, everything went with him. The crucifixion. Is the satisfaction of divine justice and the release of mercy. I will say that again. The crucifixion is the satisfaction of divine justice and the release of mercy. The universal laws of God were abrogated and broken in Adam. But when Jesus came as the second Adam, he paid the sin debt. He paid the sin note so the whole thing balanced out correctly. Amen. Let me say this. The death of Jesus is the death of debts. The death of Jesus is the death of debts. Every single debt. The sin debts. Uh, financial debt. Emotional debt. Every debt was broken and paid for. Because when Jesus said it is finished. The Hebrew word for finished there. The Greek word for finished there means it is paid. Every debt. I don't care how big your debts are. Take your debts now. Put them under your feet. Dance on them and say by the death of Jesus Christ. You are now dead in Jesus' name. No matter how big the mortgage bill is, no matter how much the children's school fees are, the death of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, the end of all debts. Amen. And it's you, it's for you to go and literally claim. Last point before we do the application. The crucifixion is the place of inner wholeness and outer healing. 
inner sickness causes outer sickness, but by the death of Jesus, inner wholeness comes and then we can get outer healing. Now, why have I brought all of this up? Because the Bible says, he who loves, he who is forgiven much, loves much. Now, the point where I'm bringing, and as I was bringing this up, the Holy Spirit said, tell them that as I have forgiven you in Christ, I want you now to learn to forgive others. Because the only way you can really see that you have taken the forgiveness of Christ is the way you're forgiven others. He said to me, the greatest tool of evangelism is a life that is transformed by the forgiveness of Christ when we give it to others. And I said, why? Because he says, unfortunately, the body of Christ has forgotten how to forgive people. He says, the scripture says, if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you be overtaken. There's obviously been events over the last couple of weeks and people have been talking about various celebrities. And the Holy Spirit simply said to me one thing. The people in question, he said, pray for the two young men. Pray for them. He says, don't open your mouth and say how, oh, everybody, this one has let us down. And he says, don't do that. What you must do is, in the same way I have forgiven you, extend your forgiveness to these young men. Amen and amen. I saw something that really hurt me the other day. I shared it with my bishop and my pastor. And I said, I was very disappointed how a pastor's wife was treated. It was like Jesus. And as I read it, the Holy Spirit said, we need to talk about forgiveness. We must learn to forgive because Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't die for good people. He didn't die for righteous people. He didn't die for people who were trying to do right. He died for people who were wretched and ungodly and they would be determined to go into it. And he says, people, please remember on this Good Friday, as I have died for you and I have forgiven you, you must go and give the world the same forgiveness. When they fail, extend my forgiveness to them through you. God bless you, Bishop. Back to you, sir. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a word. What a word. Forgiveness. Just as he has forgiven us, we must also forgive others. Glory to God. Right now, let's all lift our voice and let's pray. Let's ask God to give us the grace. Grace to forgive others as Jesus has forgiven us. Let's lift our voice and pray right now. Lord, we pray for grace, 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 grace to forgive. Your resurrection has made it possible for us to be able to forgive them that trespass against us. We receive grace, grace, grace right now to forgive them that have trespassed against us, them that have ought against us. We pray for grace for those who are finding it difficult to forgive us. 
Give them that grace. More give grace. us grace. Grace. Give us that grace. Give us that grace. Grace to forgive. Grace to forgive. Yes. Grace to forgive that we may receive. I know him and the power of his resurrection. Receive the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. The power the power of his resurrection in the name of Jesus to learn to forgive, to forgive, to forgive in the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Help us, Holy Spirit, help us, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are watching online and you are not born again, maybe you fall within that trap where people have offended you and you find it difficult to forgive. Is when you receive Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit comes to live on your inside. The power of his resurrection will work and give you that ability and grace to be able to forgive yourself. Maybe you have sinned and my sin is terrible or maybe you consider it as the unpardonable sin. And so you're wondering, Jesus can never forgive me. There's no, Jesus said, I did not come for the righteous, but for the sinners. So you may be, may fall within that trap. Pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on this Good Friday in the name of Jesus. I confess my sin to you and I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for grace to live a victorious life. Thank you, Father, for grace to forgive them that have fought against me. Through the power of your resurrection, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. If you pray that prayer, glory to God. The details are on the screen. You can email us at info.org.uk. And you can take our church address. We are on in Croydon in London Road, on London Road. The, the details are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. You can join us on Fridays right here on this platform on Facebook at House of Judah City Church. And you can also join our live service. Our live service. You can join our live service and actual service in Croydon, in the heart of Croydon, West Croydon. Three minutes walk from Mayday Hospital. The address is calling at the bottom of the screen. This whole man we're dealing with the subject of family, understanding the power, the purpose, and importance of the family. Jesus came down the cross to bring us into his family. To bring Amen. us into his family. To his family. So extra take the details on the screen. First floor, three eight seven London Road, Croydon, C R O three P B. Or if you're watching from outside the country, you can join us on this platform right here. So take this word and share it with as many people that you know who are battling with the spirit of unforgiveness. That this sermon, this word will fall on good ground and give you the grace to walk in forgiveness. Glory to God. God bless you, Pastor Johnson. That was a powerful word in the benefits of the crucifixion. Glory to God. Now we're going to receive our offerings. If you take your phone right now, we're going to receive our offerings. Offerings are the gateway to your prosperity, to your wisdom, 
to your financial freedom. God has orchestrated, has put a system in place where as we tithe, as we give our offerings and partner with the ministry, he rebukes the devourer for our sake and pours us out a blessing that they shall not be home enough to receive it. Amen. So take out your phone right now. If you are in the London area, you can take out your phone and do the online banking, transfer your offering into the account on the screen. Lloyd's Bank account number 0229-4551. Sort code 309245. Or you can give online by going to our website, houseofjuda.org.uk, and click online giving and the donate button. If you have a PayPal account, you can use the PayPal details to give. Or if you're watching from outside the country, you can use the IBAN details. So, the details are on the screen. Take your phones right now and transfer your offering. Offerings are the opportunity that God has created in order to prosper us. Give us the spirit of creativity, the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God to excel. And to give us power to create wealth. Father, bless us as we sow right now. As we tithe, rebuke the devourer for our sake. Pour us out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all for joining us. God bless you. If you are still, if you want to take a screenshot of the bank details, do so and set up your standing order or uh, direct debit. In this climate, you must make sure you place yourself in a position where the devourer will be rebuked for your sake. (laughs) Glory to God. Now, tomorrow, we are here, lunch hour with high achievers. Lunch hour with high achievers. And I have with me my guest, my brother, my blood brother, Kojo Wood. Kojo Wood will be joining us tomorrow, lunch hour with high achievers. My brother, Reverend Kojo Wood, an accountant and a pastor, doing great, great work in heart will be with us tomorrow. So take note of the details on the screen and join us tomorrow, 12 noon on Hattonwood Globe, Facebook at Hattonwood Global, Instagram at Bishop Michael Hattonwood. So don't miss it for anything. We'll be talking about our legacy, how we became, who we became, how we got saved and what we got from our, our biological father, the traits and DNA that has helped us become who we are today. So tomorrow, 12 noon to 1 p.m., don't miss it for anything. Be here and join us. And then this Sunday, I shall rise again. Amen. This Sunday. Wow, it's going to be an awesome service. Amen. I shall rise again. I shall rise again. You can't, you don't want to miss it for anything. This Sunday, Amen. Resurrection Sunday, we are having I shall rise again. I shall rise again. So don't miss it for anything. I'll join our actual service this Sunday, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., understanding the power and purpose and importance of the family. And then we shall speak also on the resurrection, how everything that is dead will come back to life. Amen. Of his resurrection. So don't miss it for any two major events. Tomorrow, lunch hour with our achievers at 12. And Sunday, in person, take the details and join us. Travel all the way to Croydon and join us for this live resurrection service. And whatever is dead, that must come back to life. You will experience the power of his resurrection this Sunday. Hallelujah. Once again, God bless you all for joining us today.
and we are looking forward to welcoming you tomorrow at our service. <laughs> Midday, lunch hour with our achievers with Reverend Kukud, and then this Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Glory to God. Pastor Johnson, once again, God bless you for Thank joining you. us and ministering to us. More grace, more oil. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to God. So see you all tomorrow afternoon, 12 noon, and this Sunday at 11 a.m. Take the details scrolling at the bottom of the screen and join us. You are blessed. Amen.